Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Moving Right Along, a Muppet movie podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. It's the podcast where we watch The Muppet Christmas Carol two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Anthony Strand. I'm your other host, Ryan Rowe. And today we are thrilled to be joined by a first-time guest. Guest, who are you? I am Noel McNeil. <laughs> and I've done this... What? <laughs> I've done this little Muppet puppet thing for a while. So I've been with Sesame Street. I've been on Nickelodeon. I've um, been on Disney. And um, been a bear in a big blue house. And a dragon. And occasionally... I'm a cursing squirrel on last week tonight with John Oliver. <laughs> yes, you're the in house puppeteer for last week tonight. Yes. That's very cool. Oh yes. That's great. And and we are beyond thrilled that you are joining us here today yes. to talk about minutes nineteen and twenty of the Muppet Christmas. <laughs> well, we got a guy named Noel. Pretty much you gotta have him on a Christmas show, so Oh yeah. We weren't even thinking <laughs> that. Yeah. But many, many exciting reasons to have you on. <laughs> right. So in these minutes, Kermit continues singing One More Sleep and goes skating with the penguins. Yes. So we start uh, at the end of the previous shot where we have panned down to see the brooms that a rat is using as stilts to sweep the floor. And Ryan, last week you were talking about how this is one of your favorite shots. In the movie, yeah. Mostly because I cut I, off in the middle of it. I don't really know how they did it because, as I think I said last week, the, this shot with the brooms starts at uh, like at the top of the frame. It just looks like maybe there's a puppeteer below, like moving the rats on sticks that are made up to look like broomsticks. But then the camera moves all the way down, and you actually see the entire broom as it's sweeping dust into the dustpan. So I don't know how they did this. This one was like really great practical shots. And yeah, I'm going to. Uh guess that how they did it was that because like the brooms were long enough you you start with a rigged rat holding on to each broom and down below out of frame you've got one puppeteer who's actually pushing the brooms back and forth then as the camera pans down that puppeteer lets go and the, the other uh, puppeteer then grabs the top and continues the motion uh, <laughs> it makes sense yeah yeah sure. yeah, yeah. yeah that would so, do it so there's a lot of practical, like, stuff, like that, that whole sequence with the rats is like, it's an example of like, of storyboarding and how we want, like, in the script, you could say like, and the rap, the rats do antics, they, they lock yeah. up the shop. <laughs> and so that's when you come up with gags and you storyboard them. So then you can send them to the shop and the artists at the shop can figure out, okay, how do they want like the rats to sweep or put books away right. or. And just like in just like if you just create something for that particular frame, and then it's also a really great example of how editing really works when you cut it all together and make it just seem so fluid that you oh, don't yeah. even think about like like you said like how do they make how did the rats do that it's like well they're rats so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah in the world of right. the movie it's just like yeah they're just muppet rats they can just yeah they're just things. muppet rats yeah. that's what they do that's but, it but it's yeah. like. Each little sequence is, is that way. It's just like when uh, one of the rats, maybe it's, is it Rizzo? No, it's not Rizzo. One of the rats, like, you know, flings himself to the window shade. That's like, that's one shot. Like, cut. Yeah. And then he, like, gets attached and then makes the motion, starts to make the motion, cut. And then you just see the next rigged rat that's pulled all the way down. Cut. And it's like, right. 
all the all those scenes just get set up and it's like it takes it's not like you just do it like that there's like a whole process of like you have to like have the camera at the right angle mm. you have to have like lighting lighting takes forever <laughs> at least they always tell you that and then it's like and once you get that shot you know you'll do it like maybe a couple of times and then like that's it and you move on and you get to set up the next shot <laughs> which means like re-rigging the camera re-lighting it <laughs> Rigging up the rat for that particular thing. I'm just like going, cut. That's it. Wow. Yeah. See, this is why we wanted a, such an experienced puppeteer as yourself on this episode, <laughs> just because we have no idea how any of this stuff is right. done. Really. Well, I've actually, I've actually directed. I'm actually currently like one of the directors now for Sesame Street. Yeah. So I was like getting a script and then figuring out like how to do it or most often like, like, well, how, do, how would I want to see this? And right. how much fun could I get out of doing this? And so it's like, that's how you would like you come up with it. So, you know, kudos to, um, to Brian and everybody, because Brian Henson directed it. Yeah. You know, him and everybody who, who came up with the little gags for the rats, because the rats are great. Yeah. And it's such a charming right. sequence. Oh, yeah. It's like comedy relief before, you know, the usual, like, you know, ghost and woo starts happening. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and specifically the scene where the rat pulls the shade down, which you just talked about. That's the second time we've seen that because that he fails the first time. Like the rat yeah. tries and falls. Right. And exactly. it, it's <laughs> so satisfying to see him get it right. Yes, time. exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you, you can tell when it's working when you actually feel empathy for a rat pulling down the sure. shirt. And it's yeah, it's not even right. like an important rat. It's just one of the rats. It's just one of many rats. Yeah. Like, cause it's not Rizzo. So it's cause right. he's with Gonzo the whole time. Right. So, but it's just like one of his many, many brethren who are like, you know, the staff, which is really funny that, you know, there's Cratchit, but then there's also the staff of like rats. Yeah. All which shows papers. how really, cheap Scrooge is in terms of <laughs> he won't hire actual human beings. He'll hire, you know, and mistreat a frog and a legion of <laughs> vermin to get his accounting done. <laughs> yeah. But that's in character. Yes, exactly. So when the rat jumps to like catapult the other rat, would you, is it reasonable to think that that is probably a marionette when it's jumping off? It's probably like, yeah, like a like a great little marionette that just like it's yanked out, just like we. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like yeah, like yeah. really quick. And it's and looking at, I mean, the movie was shot. Do you know what year it was shot? It was like it was like nineteen ninety. It was like uh, when, it came out at the end of ninety two, so probably ninety two. So yeah, because it's dedicated to Jim and to Richard. Yes, and so right. uh, it's after like nineteen ninety. So there were a lot of just practical effects. Um, if they made it today, there probably wouldn't be as many practical effects. They would probably rely way too much on like CGI and mm. especially like, you know, like wiping out the rods of like right. you know, the puppets and all that. But back then it was just like, it was very like practical effects. Like that whole opening sequence when they're going over the rooftops, that's a real model. That's a model that yeah. they're going over. That's not CGI. <laughs> that's an actual model that was built and the camera's just going over it. And like panning down, which is beautiful. Yeah, it so looks great. yeah, it looks great. Yeah, yeah. So so for the so so for for that sequence with the rats, they really had to think of like specifically like for that particular shot and angle, like what the rats could do. 
because you know you only get one chance at this, and uh, if it doesn't work, then it's kind of embarrassing after after all that time in setups. Like it's not working. Yeah, yeah. Then what do you do? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right, and then the final thing that the rats do is some rats place a stack of books with another rat sitting on top of it on yeah. the shelf. He's just making and... that stack heavier for his coworkers. What's the deal? <laughs> yeah, right. Right, and this is a like a rat that's rigged on top of this stack of books. You never see the bottom of the stack of books. You that's see, true. you see these other stack of books. So immediately you're given the image of, Oh, there's a shelf like down below that I'm not seeing. So because these other stack of books are already there. So it's, you know, creating this whole sense of like, Oh, it's a shelf and the rats are it. So chances are they had, you know, like a stack with the rat rigged on top that was on a, and the stack was on a pole and the shelf probably had like, like a slot in it so that when the oh, books yeah. came in, they just like sat on that slot. But since it was below frame, you didn't see the slot. You just saw right. it like land on this shelf and, <laughs> and your like, mind you know, just all scurry, scurry away. Yeah. yeah. And huh. it's just, and again, it's like, you had to set up that shot, set up the angle, light it. And like, you know, uh, and then just do it. For that particular one bit. Yeah. Wow. Right. And the rats are all delighted that they've got it done. Uh, one yeah. of them, yeah, they, all, they all cheer. All right. One of them says, that's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then Kermit nods and says, very good, gentlemen. Because Kermit, too, is very pleased with the job that they've done. Yes, because he can finally get out of there. That's why. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Right. right. And then they all go outside. And Kermit, or Bob Cratchit, I guess I should say, is so excited that they got out of there that he starts singing the bridge. Well, the here's song. the thing, though. There's a shot in between where we see one of Kermit's hands pull the door closed. Right. Kermit's other hand sticks a key in the keyhole, turns it, turns it the other way, and pulls it out. On the DVD commentary, Brian Henson says that this was one of the hardest shots in the entire movie. He doesn't <laughs> elaborate on that, really, but I guess it has something to do with like getting Kermit to stick the key like exactly in the right spot in the keyhole. Yeah. And also like really like selling like the keys going in, turning it, turning it back and pulling it out as opposed to like missing it. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, right. and also, and also giving the weight to it. Like you don't want to go in too slowly and like, <laughs> yeah, you want to make it seem like it's a really locking. You, know I mean? like you put it in, it's, it's turn, it, turn it back out again. Yeah. yeah. But again, it's like a shot that, if that, one shot is set up for that one angle and you've got the one arm that's pulling it closed, probably by one puppeteer. And then there's another mm. puppeteer just doing Kermit's arm, putting the key in, turning it, turning it and pulling it out. And then that's when you cut back to Kermit just turning around. So that for that one shot is the setup again, right. setting up Kermit, setting up the lighting and just like for that one quick moment, but that just sells it that like, okay, yeah. we've locked the door. And it's it's great, yeah. Because wow. it actually has like a weight to like pulling the door closed, putting the key in, turning the key, and pulling it out. And then Kermit just turning around, it's like, all right, we're done. Yeah. <laughs> right. So then they go outside, and Kermit starts singing the bridge to the song, starting with the line "Tis the season to be jolly and joyous," which yeah. is the o- the only line from this song that's in the trailer. Ah. Yes. <laughs> so when I was a kid, this was on TV. The TV spots had that line in it. And my brother, Derek, my older brother, misheard it as jolly and joyal. 
and he <laughs> sang it that way all the time. Like that whole Christmas. Jolly season. and Joyal. <laughs> Jolly and Joyal. He's 10 years old at this time. Wow. And I think that sounds like characters about that. Actually, that could be in the movie. Like Jolly and <laughs> right? Joyal. Like two Jolly wacky sidekicks, yeah, Jolly and Joyal. Right. Yes, that, those wacky, those wacky Tudor bakers, Jolly and Joyal. <laughs> <laughs> and their push card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sure. Played by New Zealand and New Zealand. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think of that every time. And then uh, the next line then is with a burst of pleasure, we feel it arrive. And Kermit says it. That's all. He just, he straight up says it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Just he, he pulls up, yeah, pulls a Rex Harrison and just kind of like speaks things it. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, um, that's it. We're done. Yeah. Uh, we've also and, talked a lot about the costumes. We've we've raved about these costumes, but again, I just want to say, like Kermit is wearing a top hat here. He looks great in this this Kermit sized top hat, and all the rats yeah. are wearing their little coats and top hats too. And yeah, I, I, I just mean, love them all. Yeah, enough credit is never given to the Henson Workshop, and like you know, not just making the the puppets, but just making like you got to make costumes. You got to make little tiny waistcoats for rats. Yeah. You can't just go buy those. Yeah. Yeah, you can't buy. You can't right. go to, you know, build a bear and get 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 like a whole Victorian outfit. And I was like, no, no. It's like you actually have to like actually create and and individual too. You have the pattern, but then individually dress these rats. Some are male, some are female. <laughs> you know, yeah, eventually right. when they go outside. Then you got then you got penguins outside who have to be dressed as well. Right, the penguins <laughs> so. are dressed. We don't. Yeah, we don't like always little, see penguins wearing clothing in Muppet production. Little but. little muffs, like they put their wings in muffs. It's like, it's like, why why are you why are your wings cold? You're a penguin. Why are you <laughs> like, why are you having a muff? But it's like, that's but yes, a good point. They should be prepared for cold weather. Yeah, but it's like it's the penguin skating party. So then that's when you do just like silly. And this I call it just like you know silly. It's it, it's puppet gags, you know. From the rats, yeah. Even before, when the rats, you know, say heat wave, it's just like one of those little gags that just like gets thrown in, and and so now, like right after the sequence with the rats, you have this whole sequence with the penguin skating party, just to keep right. it, yeah, just to keep it, and just emphasize the the whole song and the feeling that you know this is a special night, it's a special time of year, emphasizing that you know. Kermit Cratchit, you know, is finding the joy of the moment, even though he's dirt poor, mm. and it doesn't it he doesn't it, it doesn't cost him anything to hang out with his coworkers and you know his the community that happen to be rats and penguins <laughs> having a little skating party before he goes home <laughs> to yeah. to his family on Christmas Eve, which is great. And meanwhile, Scrooge, who is rich, is just having a bad time as usual. Yeah. He's like, there's i I've actually read like a Christmas Carol and like, like Gonzo says, like, you know, if you like the movie, you should read the book <laughs> and it, it is, it's really great. And then there's a, uh, the Alistair Sim version of a uh, Christmas Carol, the black and white one. And mm -hmm. like, there's certain like details they never like throw in depending upon the, the adaptation, like the house that Scrooge goes to, that was originally Marley's house. And I, yeah, I hadn't noticed took that it before. over when the man died. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, like... and, and actually that's, that's one of the segments is I always talk about how 
one of the segments we do here on the podcast is that I always talk about how it compares to the book. And in this one, since you brought it up, I'll say it now. In the book, Bob Cratchit does play with children on his way home. Like oh. He doesn't go to the penguin skating party. No penguins in the book. Yeah, there's no penguins. But the passage in the book is, the office was closed in a twinkling, and the clerk, with the long ends of his white comforter dangling below his waist, went down a slide on Cornhill at the end of a lane of boys 20 times in honor of it being Christmas Eve. Oh. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, so they just adapted that for like penguins and Kermit sliding, and yeah, exactly. Right. So, like, e- even this, like you say, is almost right out of the book. You know, it's really, it's yeah. really impressive to me. Yeah, they took how, something how from well the book and made it Muppety. Spirit. Yeah, right. and, and Gonzo's lines being the narrative, they're straight from the book, too. Right. Yeah. So many of them, yeah. I, I forgot to look up the actual article here, but um, our friend Danny Horn, the founder of ToughPigs.com, uh, yes. when he was running Muppet Zine many years ago, this Muppet fanzine, he wrote an article that I think was just like a roundup of all the Muppet holiday specials. And he had all these categories for each one, like what year did it come out? What's the synopsis? Who's in it? Um, one of the categories was who slips on the ice, something to that effect. Because really in most or probably most Muppet productions, at some point there's either ice skating like in uh, Christmas Eve on Sesame Street, there's ice skating. In this, it's the penguin skating party. Uh, Emmett Otter and his ma go down that ice slide that Pa built. And then, uh, of course, family in Muppet Christmas, Family Christmas, everybody slips on the icy patch. Yeah, so it's, yeah. it is a tradition for Muppets to slip and slide on ice. That's true. Same thing for for the bear Christmas episodes. We didn't do that, so so we... Uh, oh, is there no? Nobody slips or goes ice Nobody skating? slips on ice. Huh. And it, wow. It, in, in our specials, no, we were dealing we were dealing with snow, so right. <laughs> but no, no one no one slipped on ice, so we didn't have time. We did go to the mall and visit Santa Hog, which was right. uh, yeah. Santa's villain played by Doc Hog. But no, nobody slipped on ice, so <laughs> right. Um, but so here, not just Kermit, not just the penguins, but after Kermit slips around on the ice. The rats all laugh at him when he gets knocked over by a penguin, which I think is yes. very funny. Yes, yes, like, exactly. Again, you know, cheap puppet Muppet humor. <laughs> Just like and, <laughs> and they're doing this using different techniques again. Um, on that DVD commentary, Brian Henson says that when the, when you see the penguins like skating around and you can see its whole body on the ice, he says they shot that with no floor. So I guess just the puppeteer running around or rolling around and then they matted in the floor and they had to mat in the reflection of the penguin on the ice because yeah. it's ice. Oh. Um, yeah, it's ice. Yes, so, exactly. so it cuts from that then to a shot of Kermit. And that's when you see the, the penguin like run into Kermit and just go flying. So presumably that's just a puppeteer just, throwing the penguin. Yeah. Or just, yeah. just slamming into right, the, yeah. Kermit, just like bam and just like falling over. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. He's the puppet just got the pup. Penguin on, but just was like, bam, that's yeah. it. <laughs> and Kermit just falls over. <laughs> right. And then at that point, our narrator, Gonzo, decides he wants to join in. He says, wow, and tries to pull Rizzo in. And Rizzo says, no way. But Gonzo pulls him over. And then we see them skate past with Rizzo on top of Gonzo's hat. <laughs> yes. Which is such a delight. Yes. Like, I, I like that I they, that. it looks like they slow down as they approach the, they do a spin in the middle. Yeah. It looks like they kind of slow down and then spin and then speed up the rest of the way, which yeah. maybe Whee! sort of defies the laws of physics, but it seems appropriate for Gonzo. Yeah, exactly. Just like, it, it, if you're really being nitpicky about physics, like, again, <laughs> yeah. look what you're looking at. This is like, right. 
No, it looks it's great. The rat riding on Gonzo's <laughs> what Gonzo is. Yes. During the penguin skating party. <laughs> In a Charles Dickens story. Exactly. So yeah. it's just like, just let it go. <laughs> yeah. Right. right. Then Rizzo falls into a barrel. They run into a barrel. Rizzo falls in. And we get that great shot for, like from Gonzo's perspective, looking down into the barrel. Right. And Rizzo's look, looking up at him and tapping his foot like yeah. impatiently. That just yeah. really makes Gonzo. me laugh. Yeah, exactly. And again, that's like one of those shots where it's just set up where there was a, a specific shot for like the barrel and the camera looking down and lighting it so that you could see like Rizzo at the bottom and a Rizzo that's rigged there and like his little foot's rigged to mm-hmm. tap up and down. And then, and then, you know, you got that shot cut. Then, okay, set up for the next shot. It was yeah. like and so, this reverse shot of like looking up, which is probably, which is like this, most, you know, there's two barrels or there's a barrel that's been cut in half. So you got mm. the one that's got the viewpoint looking down and then you've got another barrel that's cut so that you get the viewpoint looking up with Gonzo, like, peeking in and of course sure, you have yeah. to have like the the angle of the building like behind it or matted in yeah so, i never would have thought of that yeah so it's like all these little things all these so little things just take time details. but yeah but then edited together just like flows along you don't think about it it just it just happens yeah would, would you guess that they built a special rizzo with the foot mechanism or just like modified one I mean, uh, I they, probably, know, but, like, they may have they may have mo- well with with, with, with Rizzo and the rats, there's the rats that, you know, you put on your hand. And then there's the the ones that can be marionetted, the ones that can be thrown. And then there's the ones that are, you know, remote controlled so that, you know, they could, um, you know, sit on certain things and, like, have their sure, little, yeah. little heads move and all that. So this was probably a Rizzo that was, like, you know, like like the hand puppet mounted in the bottom of the the, the barrel. And like his foot was rigged, like it could just go like a little, maybe a little rod or something. Just, but it's, you know, it's like going up and down like that. And down. Like, yeah, and his little head like looking up. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that was probably the puppet with a rigged foot, just like tapping up and down, mm-hmm. impatiently. Right. And then Gonzo, just regular Gonzo, just like peeking and looking down at him. Yeah, <laughs> right. I love that. It's so fun. And All so these Christmas Kermit- secrets we're just giving away now. No, this is great. <laughs> well, this, is, this is fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Thank you so much. Mm. Uh, then finally, Bob Cratchit wishes the penguins Merry Christmas. And then he goes back to singing. He almost sings the last few lines of the song. <laughs> almost. We, I, think, <laughs> we, I think we cut off before the last line of the song here. Uh, the last thing Kermit says in this clip is, everyone can feel it. The feelings run in deep. And then and then we're done. Well, That's then the one end. of the rats says, Merry Christmas, Mr. But then we don't hear Mr. Who. Could <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. but no, Mr. but then Bond. you cut, but then you cut to Scrooge after that. So he did. I mean, Kermit does say Christmas Day. That's when you, that's when they leave, and that's when Kermit turns. Right, and that's, that's when you cut to that shot of Kermit head right, to toe in the street. That's in the next. That's in the next clip. That's ah. in our next episode. Yes, yeah, we'll get to that next that's, episode. That's, ah, that's one of the things. Spoilers, kids. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, yeah, that's that's one of the kind of silly things about our format of our show is. Who cares where the clip cuts off? Really, no. Everyone has seen these movies before, <laughs> right? We we always act like it's gospel to stop stop talking about it when it's at the end of the clip. No, keep going. It's a great <laughs> sequence. <laughs> it's like, right? Closure, um, proper but, closure. That's what you need. And, and speaking of closure, thank, thank you for that segue, Noel. Speaking of closure, sure. do you have do you have any other thoughts about the these two minutes before we close? 
Oh, it's great. It's just an example of like what a great movie this is. We watch it every year. We introduced it to my son when he was young and I hadn't seen it in years. And when my son was uh, old enough, there was a year where he was just like obsessed with like Scrooge. I think he was like four years old and like all the Christmas carols. In fact, to the point where we had ordered the turkey down the street at the butchers and he insisted upon dressing in like a top hat and a cane and a cape <laughs> to go and collect oh, the Christmas great. turkey. <laughs> and I have a picture of him with the top hat and the cape holding the turkey. Can't say, man, wow. Taking it home. But it, as he was going down the street, you know, this four year old's going, humbug, humbug. Yeah, we watched the Muppets, we watched Mr. Magoo. Um, sure. By the way, did you know that Mr. Magoo was the very first? animated Christmas special, like before Charlie Brown, before The Grinch. It was Mr. Yeah. Magoo. Before I Rudolph, that. I, I it was have, Mr. Magoo. I have still not seen the Mr. Magoo Christmas Carol, but I need to. What? Yeah, it's so good. I've been telling him. It was it's my mom's favorite Christmas special, so it's I've like, seen it. The songs are great by like Jules Stein, and it's like and mm. it's got Ted Cassidy singing in it. It's got Bob, you know, Jim Backus. Yeah, yeah. And the songs are, are great. I, I will get so, to it by the end of this are. podcast season. Yeah, it's like this is so good. And then, so it's like we watch it still to this day. We watch it like every year. We have to watch the, the Muppet Christmas Carol because it's, I forgot how good it was until I saw it with him for that first time. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot. This was really a good movie. This was great. And we've just been watching it ever since. And the songs are wonderful, you know, from like, you know, it was the guy who did Rainbow Connection. So Paul Williams, that's how to write really good right. music. So. My favorite, of course, is spoiler alert. <laughs> like you know, three episodes down is um, "Feels Like Christmas," the song that, sure. that goes to Christmas yeah. present, right? Which is a gorgeous puppet. It's like I always tend to go for body puppets, and it's like mm. I would love. Oh, yeah, to that's kind of one of your specials. Do that character is just like to be that, and then to have Jerry do the voice is like perfect. It's just absolutely perfect. He and the puppeteer coordinated themselves so well, so yeah. it's a great movie. It still holds up. Yeah. So so that that actually is a, one of the things we like to ask all of our guests, and you've started answering this. Do you remember the first time you saw it, and and where would you rank it among the Muppet movies? I actually saw it in a movie theater um, on the Upper East Side when it first came out, and I loved it. And I remember being in the movie theater and – uh, seeing the, the the sequence that had gotten edited out for TV when Love Is Gone, yeah, and, and but apparently it's being restored now, so it's being put back. Um, That's what we hear, yeah, yeah, and uh, and then in terms of like ranking, my favorite is which will always be like the original Muppet movie because it was like the first one, and I remember seeing it the day after I graduated from high school. Yeah, hmm. oh, wow. It does at the Ziegfeld Theater, this really big theater. Oh, in wow. Um, so that's my favorite. And then my second favorite is the Muppets take Manhattan. Uh, cause that was a very silly. Also, I'm in it. Yeah. Uh, I, <laughs> I'm, in, I'm big bird in the church. And then I guess the Christmas Carol would be my third, like, of like the top three, number three would be the Muppet Christmas Carol. So, cause it's really, it's really great. And it, and it goes back to like the Muppets being, you know, these, the sort of like little troop of actors that, uh, that put on these like shows because Jim was influenced by um, Bert Tilstrom and Bert Tilstrom did Kukla, Fran and Ollie. And there was Fran Allison 
who is like the, the, the straight man, the straight woman, to Kukla and Ollie and all the other puppets who were the Kuklapolitan players, and they would put on shows. That's why they had a little presidium. So, mm-hmm. so it's like that sort of like feeling that inspired Jim that uh, helped like form the unit that was used for the Muppet Show, like this oddball little family that somehow get together and uh, put on a show and chaos ensues, but <laughs> it's still, it's still good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Right. Thank you so much. So Ryan, did you have any final thoughts before we close? Um, not really other than to, I was just gonna uh, talk about ice skating just because I don't think I've ever been ice skating. I was wondering if, <laughs> if had, had ice skating experience. There's a, there's a great, uh, I've been rewatching. Well, I guess, yeah, because I remember seeing them when I was young. But on HBO Max, there are like all the seasons of Sesame Street and the early, and they don't have every episode, but for certain seasons, they have like select episodes right. of Sesame Street. We interrupt this program for a moving right along newsflash. At the time of this recording, there were in fact many episodes from many classic seasons of Sesame Street available on HBO Max. Unfortunately, in recent weeks, hundreds of these classic episodes were removed from HBO Max. This is indeed a highly regrettable situation and, well, you know, it stinks. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. And I've been uh, going back and looking at them. And there's one bit, I think it's from season six or seven, where Ernie and Bert are in bed and Bert has trouble falling asleep. And so Ernie suggesting, well, why don't you, you know, dream about something you, you know, you'd like to do. And so and that's when Bert starts dreaming about ice skating. And he kind of just like stays back and starts thinking about ice skating. And that's when they dissolve to the holiday on ice, Bert. Yeah. On ice skates, skating around, <laughs> doing all these great little moves and pirouettes and all that. And once he's done, he's like, goes on one knee and like, very slowly spins, and that's when they dissolve back to Bert in his bed, and he's sound asleep. And it's a really, it's a really sweet little sequence. It's it great. is very sweet, and it's actually like, really Ernie, relaxing. Ernie, to Ernie watch didn't too. drive him crazy; actually, gave him great advice, and Bert actually got to go to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> but it was really, it was really sweet. It was a really sweet sequence. Yeah, that's a win for Bert. Yeah, exactly. that's great. One of the few. Awesome. But I'll, yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely have to go watch that one. Yes, it's very good. I'm sure it's. You could probably individually watch it on YouTube, but mm. if you get a chance, watch the uh, the early episodes of Sesame on HBO Max. So it's really interesting seeing the evolution of of the style and manipulation that Jim, Frank, Jerry, Carol, Richard all developed. Yeah. Because they were there every day, and they just got better and better and better at it. So right. yeah, it's worth it. Yes. It's fun. It is. Oh, I, I agree completely. Yeah. The, oh, yeah, yeah. You get to see bits that it would never play today. You know, characters telling each other to shut up, and, like, <laughs> and just that stuff would that's never really happen. weird. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, all right. That brings us down to the end for this one. We will be back next week with another episode of Moving Right Along. Until then, you can always check out toughpigs.com on the internet, Facebook, Twitter, all over the place. You can become a patron of ours on Patreon. You can email us with any thoughts or comments at movingrightalong at toughpigs.com. You can follow Ryan on Twitter at me, Ryan Rowe. 
and on Letterboxd at Movies Are Neat. You can follow me on Letterboxd at Zeppo Marxist. Noel, where can our listeners find you or your work online? On the corner of Fifth Avenue and Twitter. No, on uh, <laughs> Twitter at uh, NMacNeil. I'm on uh, Facebook at uh, The Show Me Show. And also on YouTube, I have a channel, The Show Me Show. That's a show I'm developing for kids of autism and special needs. And so click and subscribe, The Show Me Show on YouTube. And I'm also on the TikTok with oh. uh, a certain Bruin who lived in a big blue house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we do little videos. And actually, I also do little greetings with him on Cameo that uh, I just right. did yeah. a series of them and got to donate a portion to a char- charity. And oh, wow. uh, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> Oh, wonderful. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you as well to Morgan Davey for designing our logo. And listeners, don't forget to give us a positive review on whatever podcatcher you use. And tell everyone you see at the Penguin Skating Party to listen to Moving Right Along. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. So long.